0: What's up, everyone? This is the Go Long Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading, making this podcast a part of your life. I'm Tyler Dunn, the founder of GoLong at GoLongTD.com. Just wrapping up a trip here in the beautiful Midwest. Hung out with the Minnesota Vikings for a few days, so you can be on the lookout for a, a ton of Vikings coverage in the coming weeks, really months. It's a really interesting team. In, in the meantime, I just had an idea. I thought it'd be great if we could somehow, you know, incorporate the podcast with what's going on over at the newsletter. So we've got a lot of features and profiles in the written form at the, at the newsletter, and <clears throat> let's tease it a little bit. I, I just want to share some of the audio clips from the interviews, from the stories that I have over at Go Along here in the podcast to give everybody a feel for what's going on, if you'd like to subscribe. So... Uh, today, Friday, June third, we have a story on Michael Carter the Second with the New York Jets. So, the Jets, another really interesting team this off season. You know, I think they've always kind of gone for that flashy signing, that flashy head coach hire, um, drafting high year in year out. A lot of losing, but it just feels like there might be some tangible progress this time around I mean in the same draft I don't think it's hyperbolic to suggest the GM Joe Douglas might have found a number one corner a number one running back a number one receiver and a number one edge rusher all in the same draft and that's kind of how they're building this time around it's careful it's calculating and it all kind of boils down to whether or not Zach Wilson's any good which we don't we don't know yet quarterback is so important and Mm -hmm. We don't know what direction that, that's going to go, but I think a collection of guys like Michael Carter II is what could really lead the Jets back to relevancy. And, and you might be thinking of Michael Carter the running back. No, we're talking about Michael Carter the slot corner on defense. He's he's tough. Um, he you know he he didn't really give up any big plays on a defense that gave up a ton of big plays. The Jets finished dead last and points allowed, yards allowed, first time that's happened in franchise history since 1975 and for those keeping track at home, Gerald Ford was our president then. So, please check out the full story. Uh, i go long. I think you'll enjoy it. I uh, chatted with Michael Carter the 2nd for a long time. He's he's a quiet guy, he's a humble guy, but really if they're going if they're going to quote unquote flip the division like he hopes they do, it's going to take a lot of guys like him, just guys who bust ass and work hard and clock in, clock out. It's not necessarily, you know, giving T.O. the key to the city or or inking, you know, the Dominican suit, the huge contract the Dolphins did once upon a time. It's, it, it's guys like this. So uh, here on the podcast, I'm going to share a, a few of his thoughts on some various topics. And like I said, for the full story, you can just head over to Go Long. OK, to start off, here's Michael Carter, the second on what gives him optimism that the Jets can turn things around. They were competitive against some really good teams and he's eager to get things going in 2022.
1: Um, definitely what I think, the you know, the culture that we kind of set the foundation to build as far as, um, you know, last season was solid and the whole new staff coming in and then now um you know with the youth we had as a whole team you know guys got that a little bit just a, a year more of experience you know all the rookies aren't rookies anymore well we technically are but until the I think like three games into the season or something like that but uh you know just having that a little bit of that experience of what it's like and also like you know what it takes to to win games and it's it's always you know those those the inches um, the inches matter and those details you know being off um, you know that's how games are won and lost so um, definitely optimistic about you know how we built the the culture up and how solid and, uh, and everybody built the culture up for us last season um, and then just the experience coming back of guys you know just being hungry and wanting to be that group that you um, you know, just flips everything around and being the, the, um, you know, I don't know the word, I guess, like the stepping stones to making this thing great. Um, and I feel like, uh, you know, everybody on the team, you know, is, is hungry to do that. So it was, it was awesome to see everybody and see everybody's, um, you know, everybody's kind of got the same mindset of attacking, you know, every single day and attacking, um, every day, you know, leading up to the season and then, you know, dominating that aspect
0: too. All right. And then we also got into his upbringing a little bit. Uh, he had a grandmother who battled ALS and passed when he was about eight years old. And then later on when Michael Carter II entered the eighth grade, his father put a poster up on his bedroom door, the basement door with a few words that Still resonate to this day. So uh, here's Michael Carter's second on that pivotal moment, eighth grade, when he really got into football and really got into committing himself to the sport and putting in the work
1: that's necessary. The opportunity, I guess, of embracing that role of, you know, hopefully being a, a core guy going forward in the future. Um, just going back to, I would say, you know, the way I was kind of brought up from, uh, uh, my dad and just, you know, he always he used to put a a, uh, a poster on my door when I was fine. Like, you know what, I want to commit to football and, you know, get better and that. So he used to put he put a poster on my door in our basement because we had a little gym in there. And it was just, you know, it said refuse to accept mediocrity. And, you know, I kind of lived, tried to live by that, uh, you know, ever since then. And it's just probably like, Eighth grade or something like that, um, and so just refusing to accept mediocrity always, you know, never being complacent and and happy with where you are because there's always room for improvement. Uh, you know, being able to be coachable um, because you know you can always get better. Uh, so, and then I think just being it's interesting. Because, you know, I've always been a, a more reserved type of person, but the, the higher up I've gone, like, from high school and into college and then my senior year I was a team captain and, and kind of continuing to break out of that shell and be one who's the voice for those who are, you know, behind me and in front of me as well and being able to speak up for, you know, a lot of people um, I'm still working on that. And that's something, you know, I hope to continue to get better at, but um, you know, I'll take it back to just that when that poster got put up on my door, um, you know, that drove me all the way to this point and continues to, you know, drive me to, to continue to strive to be great. Like the other great uh, defensive players in this league.
0: Such a fascinating point in the off season for the New York Jets was when it seemed like they had a shot at Tyreek Hill, right? There there was a few hours there in the spring where the Jets and the Dolphins had offers ready, had contracts ready, and it was kind of on Tyreek Hill. Where do you want to go? Miami or New York? The Chiefs are going to send you to one or the other. And he obviously went to the Miami Dolphins, not the New York Jets. The Jets recovered pretty nicely. Garrett Wilson could be a stud out of Ohio State, getting him in the first round. But Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill, so what is going through Michael Carter II's head when he's kind of watching the same Twitter updates that all of us are watching, and he thinks, wow, Tyreek Hill might be my teammate. I might be facing Tyreek Hill day in and day out of practice, Two Crap, I have to face Tyreek Hill twice a year as an opponent in the slot where he likes to operate. I asked him that question. Here's what he said.
1: You know, I think the day, the day of when we heard, okay, like, what, I think whatever was happening, you know, it might have been unhappy or, you know, some things broke down in Kansas City. Yeah. And then we were in the mixture or whatever. I was like, man, I hope we get him for the, you know, the fact he's a he's a beast, you know, um, I mean, I can't knock him. He's a great receiver, one of the best receivers in the league. Um, what he can add to a team is is crazy. Um, just with the speed, his contested catchability and all those things he offers and brings to the team. Um, but, you know, when he ended up going to uh, Miami, you know, I was like, dang, well, I wish we got him. But, you know, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, we're, we're in the NFL, so we got to cover the top guys and, uh, you know, tackle the top guys and things like that. So, you know, we're opponents and, and I'm looking forward to, all these, all the games and the matchups, and 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 everything that's going to happen this season with every team we play, um, I feel like we're motivated, and it's going to be, you know, it's definitely going to be a challenge. You know, that's a that's a fast team they got down here right now, uh, but you know our coaches are great, and you know we're going to have a plan, and now and then it'll be up to us to execute that plan, and uh, you know I feel good about where we're headed. I'm looking forward to you know everybody we match up against this season. And I mean that's how you get, you know, that's how you make a name for yourself. You you know, covering Tyreek Hills, Stephon Diggs, and you know, all the guys, Jalen Wall, all the guys we got in this division. Yeah. Um, you know, so you know, that's that's the challenge. It's a great challenge, but it's able to be done. Um you know, looking forward to it Uh, and I'm going to put the work in and make sure I'm at my best when that, when the time comes and I know all the guys on the team, you know, we're going to be looking, we're going to be, you know, working hard and and making sure we're, we're at our top level of competition to, you know, to be able to compete uh, with, with anybody who's on the other side of the field. And of
0: course we had to discuss his quarterback. That's what, the sport all boils down to, if you've got the quarterback, you've got a shot, even in the AFC. If not, Godspeed, surviving the season with your sanity in check. So Zach Wilson, he can go either way. You know, there were moments there his rookie season when he made that throw that made you think, holy cow, he's got a shot. Not many quarterbacks can make that throw He also only threw nine touchdowns in 13 games, was sacked 44 times, and completed 55% of his passes. Here's what Michael Carter II had to say.
1: Zach's really, you know, he's a humble guy and and personable and approachable and, you know, humble and hungry for sure. I feel like he's definitely one of the hardest workers. Um, He's diligent and he knows what he expects out of himself obviously he knows what other people expect of him because you know you got high expectations being Zach Wilson but I think he has higher expectations for himself and that's only propelled him to get better every week and um it's gonna keep propelling him to um you know be a uh, uh, you know a Super Bowl quarterback and all the things that you know he can be for the team you know that's awesome. Great quarterback. Um, you know, can't wait to compete against him and, and him make us better and we make him better. And then, you know, we go out and win games together.
0: All righty. For the full story, be sure to head on over to golongtd.com or, or check your emails. If you do subscribe, it's in there as you listen to this, I'd imagine. I uh, really enjoyed getting to know Michael Carter Second, the New York Jets. And for that other New York team, the Giants, we're going to get back to them very soon. I have been talking to folks about their first round pick. I should say one of their first round picks, right? Kayvon Thibodeau. Did they get the best player in the draft? Maybe at five overall. It was a risk. It was a gamble. Um, Some teams might have saw a red flag there. The Giants most certainly did not. So uh, we're going to get into that a little bit go along, and have some really big plans for, for down the line. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, be sure to share with a friend. That's how we get this thing to grow. And if this is something you enjoyed, let me know. Uh, I'll definitely keep doing it just to try to, you know, cross-pollinate the newsletter and the podcast best we can. Thank you so much. And also, mailbag questions. Be sure to shoot, that, shoot those mailbag questions on over to golongtd at gmail.com. I'll get to those uh, next week or the week after as well. Thanks, everyone.